Hello and welcome to the Shaman's Cave. I'm Renee Barabo, the Practical Shaman. And I'm Sandra Ingerman. Welcome everyone. Well, today we thought we would talk about the, the repetition of practice. Now we've talked about that before and you can go back to our archives and learn, learn more. We talked, I think it was the creation one and I, I can link that back up so people can see it again. Uh, but I was just, Sandra and I both just listened to Krishna Das and uh, did a little singing and I, I loved what he said about, um, you know, the, the singing and, it, you know, when it becomes more universal and it's not like how, how this is one more way I judge myself about how is my voice sound. And I know Sandra does a, little, a lot of singing. She's got a great voice. And last month I sang my first song ever out loud in public. And that was huge for me. And so, you know, this is one of those practices. And so is singing part of your practice? Mm. Yeah, you know, um, we've talked about this before, but, you know, there is a and there is a, a, a teaching that goes around in different shamanic circles about how, how Native people say, when you become sick, uh, when did you stop singing? When did you stop dancing? And, and I always used to say, um, if you sing, um, you're not going to get depressed because when you sing, your energy is moving through, your whole energy is moving through your body and depression is when your energy is stuck. Mm -hmm. And I said, wouldn't it be amazing if the only antidepressant we ever needed was singing? Mm -hmm. And for me, I, when I first started teaching songs in my shamanic workshops, I was one of those people who could easily crack the windows with my voice. But, you know, the point that is everything comes with practice. Everything comes with practice. Everything gets better with practice. And so, um, you know, one of the challenges I think right now it's almost like for those of you who have a lot of spaciousness in your day, it's almost harder sometimes to get the motivation to do a practice when you have too much spaciousness. It's like we need a certain level of stress, you know, to, to make, to want us to fit in a practice throughout the day. And um, so we have, to, we have to work harder at it and we have to find that inner place inside of us that wants to heal and wants to change and wants to evolve. And what are those practices? And then you have to commit to the ones that have meaning and bring you passion. And, um, and bring joy into your life. It doesn't matter which one you pick. You just have to pick one and commit to it. Wow, you just brought up so many different thoughts for me, like, oh, I should take out the 21-day journal challenge again because I'll do it, or the 30-day gratitude challenge. I've done these a long time with people so that you know the group mentality keeps it all going, the group energy. Because I'm thinking about what are my practices now? You know, I'm up like about 6, 6.30 and I check my personal phone and I check my work phone 
And then because my work company is on the East Coast, I start working at 6.30 and all of a sudden I have to, I've started this practice of changing my clothes at, you know, 3.30, 4 o'clock in the afternoon to remind myself now I'm off. You know, now I'm not doing that anymore. But, you know, where has my journaling practice gone? Where has my writing practice gone? Whereas, you know, I, I tried the dancing practice and I pinched a nerve in my neck. <laughs> it's like, I'm so out of whack. It's just like that. It's just like... <laughs> And I know, I think it was really about jumping up on the trampoline and acting like a 20-year-old when, you know, I'm in my early 60s. But still, like, how we easily let these go out the window. Today, a friend invited me to some diksha this afternoon, and I had to decide whether or not I had time for it. Like, where was I going? <laughs> so then I'm there like, okay, well, maybe I'll get my safe masseuse to come over and give me a massage and settle into the fact that I'm going to do a, a Vedic teaching this afternoon because I'm off center. Mm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let me see if I have time. <laughs> yeah, you definitely want to get back and center again for sure. Yeah. And I think I think a lot of people are moving off center during this time. It's like I, I think that people who have too much time, you know, you can see, well, there's so many reasons that people are getting more and more stressed out right now, but finding any practice that can bring you back to center. For me, it's always ceremonies. Uh, ceremonies bring me back to, to center. As I always keep repeating over and over again, ceremony is the shaman's vehicle for change. And so um, for me, doing some releasing of an old herd or asking for some help with something or saging, I'm constantly saging my house these days. It's, it's really unbelievable. Um, and, you know, just finding sacred things to bring into my day. And that's how I've always lived my life. Um, but it just feels really important not to get distracted right now. No, and, and work, I mean, work can be such a distraction because, you know, work in itself is very stressful at the moment. There's people getting laid off. There's people leaving, changing companies. You know, there's just a lot going on that you can make a priority Yesterday, I was talking to this young woman I work with, and, you know, uh, she's pregnant. And I, and I, I had to, this is, this is how good it is. You always tell other people what, they, what you need to hear. I said, you know, you worked for two or three years to get pregnant. Now, why all of a sudden is the pregnancy not high enough on your priority to stop working 12 hours a day? So mm -hmm. what is high enough on my priority list to to stop this thinking like that, you know, I, I'm the, you know, the, the lifeboat of this, you know, sinking ship. Um, and, and so I think that there's, I think I needed to hear this. I needed to hear what, what, what Krishna Das had to say for sure. And, you know, I was even thinking like, well, maybe I need to sign up for his, you know, his six weeks to get myself back into a sacred practice. Mm -hmm. you know just really like what do i need to do like how do i get myself back to ceremony right how do you, how do you get yourself back to ceremony or do you just it's just such a part of you who you are well you know it is a part of who i am um 
I, I, you know, I, I talk about this quite a bit. I, I've been through a very challenging time in my life where, um, you know, I fell off my spiritual practices, fell out of ceremony. And so I also understand that there is a valuable place for completely falling off into the darkness <laughs> and feeling like you have no light, no ground, nothing around you. Um, and that you're too angry at the universe to do a ceremony, you know? <laughs> so, um, so, you know, I've had times in my life where, I, where I'm going through those dark nights of the soul that are part of the evolutionary path I've chosen of how everything has to dissolve before it reforms into something else. And so, um, but once I can even do the smallest ceremony, um, just even going outside and greeting the sun or greeting the, the wind, um, that gets me started. And in some of my books, I, I wrote about that living a spiritual life, it, it's like going to the gym. If you go to the gym and you work out for an hour and you haven't been to the gym for five years, you know, you're going to hurt yourself and you're never going to go back. Um, bringing spiritual practices into your life on a regular basis and on a daily basis, it's like working out in the gym where you start with a small weight and you slowly keep um, finding that you can do a little bit more and a little bit more. I think people to take off too much. They take off too much to do, and then they get paralyzed in the end. You know, and I think that brings up another point of what he was talking about is like that we become the victims of our own story. Like me even sitting here saying, oh, I'm not doing my ceremonies, which is not true because I've smudged several times this week with my sage. You know, I, I put some stones that I'm working with into some water. You know, I've, I've sat out with the Buddha fountain a lot. So I, I, I think I'm such a perfectionist sometimes that I, I want to even do this, the spiritual thing perfectly. Right. And I have a Sami to remind you that, no, it's not going to be perfect and I'm going to bother you today. So, you know, I mean, it's like these, these are these, these, these distractions, but really I'm doing it okay. Right. Yeah. You know, I think um, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves of what is sacred uh, work too. You know, for me, um, sacred is honoring and acting from a place of kindness and, um, so more and more of my days of where I look at what can my spiritual practice be that improves the quality of my health and improves the quality of the outer world around me, I keep seeing over and over and over again, it's keep emanating love and keep emanating light. And that's what I've been teaching for 20 years. And that's what I'm teaching on my shift network 
class now and people are getting the power of it and and they see that this is really the only work that needs to be done uh, on a lot of levels you know it's a place we're really lacking in our culture because of all the projection that has been put on us right and i think that that's really what's important and um i i think that you know as we move forward from this time. And I think that's important that we remember that our sacred practices, and maybe this will be a good exercise for people to, to, if you're a little bit more of a perfectionist like me, to just make a list of five sacred practices that you have been doing these last few weeks. You know, it, they may not be done as perfectly or as, you know, like how you think they should be, but, you know, just jot down what you have been doing and maybe what you'd like to do more of after you've had this experience, looking into yourself, like, I want to start to sing. Mm -hmm. You know, as I, I, in my 20s, somebody said, you know, you have, perp you have perfect pitch. And, you know, but I never heard it that way because my sister could sing. My father was a singer. Everyone was a singer. And I had a lot of other talents, but I didn't think singing was one of them. So I don't know that my pitch is still perfect, but I, I, I certainly could, belt out a song here or there and i'm thinking of been looking for the um the sweat lodge the anipi songs lately to really get my drum out and mm -hmm. you know revisit what i have learned right right yeah i um well i love to sing and and i teach songs in all my workshops and that's part of the fun of teaching for me is um singing with a group and but uh, recently what I'm doing um, is I've planted all these little seeds because um, we're trying to do a garden this year and um, you know the craziness with the lockdown and what you can get and what you can't get and um, I just decided to go for seeds and I um, just flooded these seeds with so much love and the carrots germinated overnight. <laughs> so, you know, that was a message for me that this is where I need to put my focus right now. So my little seeds are, are, are next to where I am a lot in, in the house and I talk to them and I water them every day and they're growing like crazy and you know it's not really warm enough yet for me to put them out but you know I was expecting six weeks and and it's only been a few days and everybody's up so that's my sacred practice right now is um bringing new life um, into the world. <laughs> well, I, I think that's really great. And I'm going to spend the weekend because I'm taking some space to figure out what my new sacred, or, you know, my re-enlived in sacred practice. Now, you weren't planning this, but is there a song we can sing together to end today? Like a little simple, little simple song? Yeah. Okay, so... Um... Um, it's not a little simple song, but it's... <laughs> of course not. It's a really nice song. Of course, I, I can teach a really simple song. No, but no, no, I'd rather hear your really nice song. Yeah. Um, this is a song that honors the elements. 
And the only challenge with this song is, um, the only challenge with this song is there's nowhere to take a breath. So uh, you have to try to find a place to take a breath. So the words to the song are, may you walk in beauty in a sacred way. May you walk in beauty each and every day. Um, and you sing that twice. And then the body of the song is, may the beauty of the fire lift your spirits higher. May the beauty of the earth fill your heart with mirth. May the beauty of the rain wash away your pain. May the beauty of the sky teach your mind to fly. And then you repeat the uh, chorus again. So just follow along with me. And again, just take a breath where you can. Okay, here we go. May you walk in beauty in a sacred way. May you walk in beauty each and every day. May you walk in beauty in a sacred way. May you walk in beauty each and every day. May the beauty of the fire lift your spirits higher. May the beauty of the earth fill your heart with mirth. May the beauty of the rain wash away your pain. May the beauty of the sky teach your mind to fly. May you walk in beauty in a sacred way. May you walk in beauty each and every day. May you walk in beauty in a sacred way. May you walk in beauty each and every day. May the beauty of the fire lift your spirits higher. May the beauty of the earth fill your heart with heart. May the beauty of the rain wash away your pain. May the beauty of the sky teach your mind to fly. May you walk in beauty in a sacred way. May you walk in beauty each and every day. May you walk in beauty in a sacred way. May you walk in beauty each and every day. So I like to sing that song um, to bring a little energy in when I need it. <laughs> That was great. I was like singing along. I know that song with you. And unfortunately, folks, because of the way Zoom works, we can't both sing. And, and you know, so if I, I was, you'd hear me singing, it would probably been a little off key, but uh, we just spotlighted Sandra on that one. <laughs> Thank you so much. That was yeah. an unplanned. Uh, so I, I, I appreciate you jumping in with a great song. Yeah, well, you know, at workshops, um, shamans um, sang and danced for hours before they did their sacred work. 
just to get themselves into the right place. And we don't do that in my workshops. We don't sing and dance for hours. Sometimes we do, you know, at fire ceremonies. But um, we do try to start, you know, every session with singing and dancing to raise our spiritual energy and join our spiritual hearts together because in that way we can be a vessel for the spirits. So in shamanism there's so much work. The preparation work is is what's key. And singing was the way that shamans prepared for their work. Well in the wind work we laugh. Uh-huh. We do this lot ha 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 so I used to do it, you know, because when you're teaching, you're on like, you know, just the, the teacher. So last week uh, in the Wind Work Basics, we, I unmuted everybody and we laughed together. Mm-hmm. And that was the best because with everyone laughing, then the laughing became more sincere and more real. And, and then, you know, this week, my friend sent me something raunchy that just made me laugh so hard that I was snorting. And I was, and I think it started because of the laughter and the, 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 the integration session. And I was laughing so hard that every time I sent it to somebody, I laughed just as hard again. And you know, <laughs> it was like, I, I need to laugh right now. I hope if you need to laugh at home, you can, you know, you know, find something that will make you, you know, bust a stitch and, you know, it was just it's singing, laughing, dancing, whatever we can do to, to make ourselves more present. Yeah, we really have to shift our perception um, because we can get lost in a, in a doom and gloom perception. And our perception creates our reality. So as enough of us start to learn how to shift our perception and embrace the beauty of life. Yes, there's a lot of tragedy happening right now, but as we feed the beauty of life, then that um, creates a field of energy that others can step into. And we're really great that you stepped into this field of energy with us today because um, I just know that the time I get to spend on on with our with our each other is just so. It is a ceremony for me. It's a sacred ritual and. I just adore you, Sandra, and the time we get. Me too, Renee. It's, it's a special, sacred experience. <laughs> and, and it's special because we can invite in a beautiful community to be with us too. Absolutely. Um, so make sure you head on over to theshamanstv.com and check out all of the episodes, especially after today. You might want to go back and visit the creation one. And there's a tab that says past episodes. and the search we tried to make it so that the search and if you sign up you get a download of a list of all of last year's shows so you can go directly to them and we really appreciate uh, people have been sending us donations and things that's it really goes towards offsetting our production costs and um, and continue signing up for our email and subscribe we're up to 6,120 or 30 subscribers on our YouTube channel. And that's great. And we just love that you're all part of our community. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, 
it's growing and you're helping to feed it and you're bringing beautiful energy into our circle and into uh, the world. So blessings, everyone. Blessings. Thank you.